What is happening, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome to episode 53 of your favorite podcast, the Gordite Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. We are joined by the one and only Vigo Bollock, top three pro qualifier, bikini stage finisher, team Mahaley assistant coach, Hannah the GOAT. Stoudemire. So inside, we're going to talk a ton about Hannah's background, how her and I came about working together when she hired me, how she became a team Haley coach. She has some fire fucking tips inside to help you break away from your constraints, break away from what you're comfortable doing. And this person is one of the best people I've ever met just fucking getting uncomfortable, just saying, fuck it. Let's see what happens and going for it all. And that is really fucking inspiring in its own right. So episode 53, we cannot wait to talk to you inside brought to you by Revive Supplements brought to you by raw supplements get your notepads ready let's chat all right you guys i've talked about it a few times on instagram here before but as of this past monday a course that i was involved in that is honestly um yeah truly it's revolutionary to the industry um it's a supplement course there's nothing like this understand within supplements there's no fda regulation now With that being said, the FDA does regulate some labs, some manufacturers where supplements are made. Outside of that, it's pretty loose. It's kind of like the wild, wild west out there. This is why I decided to take my entire team to Revive and Raw. Uh, They're the two most um, well-backed supplement companies that there are in the industry. Obviously, Revive is much more health-focused, and and Raw is going to be much more sports nutrition-focused. But every single batch that these guys have sent to them from their manufacturer Part of it gets sent out to California to get third party tested. It is wildly expensive to do this. And most companies just completely skip this step. Like, and by me saying most, like 98% of companies skip this step. They're also currently becoming certified to uh, be utilized. We have some really exciting things happening. We're bringing on a couple of professional athletes. Um, and for that, you have to go through a, B, a BGSC certification. This is essentially showing uh, that you're completely compliant with all FDA regulations like WADA regulations. WADA is like the um, the uh, athletes drug overseeing company for like the Olympics for like almost all sporting events. Um, MLB, NBA, uh, NFL. They all utilize this certification for what their athletes are allowed to use. This is the highest level certification, actually, that there is. Um, And that's why, you know, that's why I allowed Revive and Raw to welcome my team in. That's why they're part of the podcast. But through this supplement course that my good friend Paul Callahan put out that I was lucky to be part of, you are going to learn so much. You're going to have a deep dive, a full A through Z learning spectrum of how supplements honestly work uh, from the manufacturer to the actual quality to the dosing to how the formulations work and we have some of the brightest minds in the industry that came together on this course um, outside of myself of course (laughs) we have some of the brightest minds in the industry that We all came together for this to deliver it to you guys. So check out supplementcourse.com. It's going to be fantastic, going to be revolutionary. Um, I'm just plugging him in here because I know a lot of trainers and coaches follow this podcast. And a lot of you guys are obviously very serious about improving and enhancing your knowledge. So I would definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. But today, really, really fired up. We are bringing on very, very special person, very special uh, coach here on Team Haley, the first ever mm-hmm. team Haley assistant coach one of the first ever the other ones got fired <laughs> <laughs> the longest tenured team Haley coach she's not going to get fired <laughs> uh, we are joined today by Hannah Stoudemire Hannah welcome to your favorite podcast <laughs> uh, yeah, by default <laughs> it literally like has to be your favorite podcast if it's not we're done then, right now then you might be fired. I am fired. Yeah. <laughs> if this is your favorite podcast we need to renegotiate that firing fired. strategy <laughs> Um, so Hannah has a really, really cool story. And I know she obviously has a very elusive fan base. Um, so this is really exciting. It's going to be a really good one. So Hannah comes 
from a town where she was once named the potato queen of the town, which is very cool, very high honor. To this day, wow. I would argue it's probably the highest achievement that she's garnered. Can we, can we have a new like a nickname for everybody in Team Haley? And yeah. Hannah's the potato queen. She's definitely That's the me. potato queen. Kelly's the, the curb stomp queen. We'll never I have talk my about banner. That, I still have the banner. It's we, in my closet. We need a little badge. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. We need, just a every, potato. Every show you go to, just yeah. a potato. Just a so potato. And only people who listen to this podcast are going to yep. understand. Like, yeah. Oh, but Hannah's actually from a really small town, Mapleton, Maine. Mapleton. Yes. Did I said right. Yeah. Fuck yeah, brother. Um, and obviously, um, I convinced her to move down to Austin, Texas. Like I convinced everyone to move down to Austin, Texas. Um, but what I want to talk about is Hannah's a really cool story. And it's a story that follows a lot of the principles that we talk about here on the Grower Die podcast. Get out of your comfort zone. Escape things that are holding you back. Escape things are not serving your future. They're only serving the past you that you're trying to break away from and grow from. And, you know, when I met Hannah, I mean, dude, you were working like four jobs at once. Yeah, I had, I had a few. Yeah. And like really? one of them was like a volunteer job. And I remember telling Hannah, I was like, dude, we need volunteers. Like yeah. volunteers make this world around. That is amazing. That is awesome. X, Y, Z. But at the same time, we got to make sure your, your time is being utilized towards things that are like literally paying your bills. Mm -hmm. And you remember having that conversation, yeah, yeah, remember having that conversation yeah. and you were just starting to get it, you know, going into coaching. And I remember Hannah telling me, LA fitness that, yeah, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like I charge like $30 a month or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, Hang on, hang on, hang on, pump the brakes here. Uh, now, that was, how long ago was that? That, that was, was like 27, was it 27, 2016, Arnold? 20, uh, it was 16 or 17. It was one, one of those. those. I think it was 16. 16. I believe it was 16. Um, and Hannah actually like drove down to the Arnold and all this stuff. Um, but 18 hours. Yeah, 18 yeah. hours. Overnight. Wow. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I just, Wait, from Maine? Too broke to buy a plane to ticket, Columbus. So. Yeah. Columbus to Maine is 18 hours. Yeah. From 16 to 18, roughly. Wow. Depending yeah, on dude. how many, you know, I underestimate the distance Maine's between like that up corner. There. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. It's Canada. way I underestimate up there. That. Yeah, yeah. Might as well fucking be Canada. Yeah, um, but I want to talk about how, like, what made you want to get started into coaching? What made you really get into fitness obviously you did pageants and stuff growing up but what was kind of the the, the what sent you over the edge of you know what like I want to help people and impact people and inspire people yeah. through fitness coaching yeah so I went to college originally for elementary education yeah and I went for a year and a half until I realized that I did not fuck with kids yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like kids are cool for like an hour like after that yeah so um I ended up my sophomore year taking like I had to take an elective nutrition and exercise course. Of course. And I took that course and it was like the basic nutrition and exercise. So they just went over literally the most basic stuff, but I loved it. Yeah. And so then when I had to choose the rest of my electives for the year, I just kept choosing like nutrition and exercise <laughs> yeah. related courses. Yeah. And I went to a meeting with my like my counselor or whatever they're called. And she was like, why are you, you don't need these classes to yeah. graduate. Like, what are yeah. you doing? I was like, I don't know. So I dropped out. <laughs> so I dropped oh out. My God. Fuck, yeah. Oh, Actually, wow. yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> so See you, bro. Great advice by the counselor. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, I don't you should go. Yeah. <laughs> so I dropped out and I just, uh, lived in the same town that I went to college in and, before I, I dropped out, I actually ended up teaching phys ed to the college kids. So that was That's once cool. I did those courses, that was mm -hmm. like, oh, you can do this job. So I worked at the fitness center and then I ended up after I left school, um, still training at that same fitness center. And so I was still surrounded by a lot of the people I took classes with and who I worked with. Yep. So that was a heavy influence on the fact that I was like, oh, this is like, I like this shit. Like Absolutely. I enjoy this. Um, so essentially that's when I kind of got onto fitness social media and started following people like Nikki Blackader and yep. Christian Guzman and Heidi Sidermanis. And, um, they were all competing pretty actively at the time. Yeah. And I, Nikki Blackader competed. She did like no twice, shit. Wow. twice for real. Yeah. No she was top two, top yeah. three. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She did a job. That's why okay. this was on YouTube, early yeah. on in, com in competition. Yeah. Realm. Like that was 2015. Early. Yeah. Like, right. Wow, like damn. bikini came around when 2011, 2012. Yeah, maybe, I don't know for sure. Yeah. So she was like, new. bikini is that new. Oh, bikini is yeah. very new. Damn. I need to educate yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah but, so I was like really heavily invested into their like vlogs yeah. and their lives. And then, um, that sort of led me to other people like El Chapleau and people who coach yep. teams who did that. And I was like, I enjoyed shout out. El. 
we yeah, fucking we love, love, we love, we love us some L. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were coaching teams and I was like, I like teaching people about fitness and health. And I liked what I did in college, but like, I don't necessarily want to be a group fitness instructor and I am a very anxious person. So I don't necessarily want to work with people in person one-on-one. Yep. Yep. Um, so at the time I realized, oh my God, all these people coach these people to get on stage, to do this really cool shit in a yeah. bikini and they do it from their computer. Like that's super cool. Yeah. So I kind of figured out like, oh, they have a certification here or a degree, or maybe they don't, you know, whatever. But I got one um, through Nesta to kind of cover my ass, even though I learned way more in my college classes Absolutely. and um, from like PhDs and, you know, people on the Absolutely. internet who are super smart um, yeah. or podcasts and essentially just started teeny teeny tiny like you said charging like jack yeah. shit for what I yeah, was doing. Yeah. nothing at first so I could like build a repertoire and I think it was 2015 that I took on my first few clients okay and then um after that it kind of I started gathering more and more and by the time I had kind of established a name for it myself I had officially turned like one girl natural pro yeah and oh. that's when like people in the area were like wait, this girl's like kind of good at what Absolutely. she does. Nice. And I still had like big imposter syndrome. So Absolutely. I was like, nah, that's all her. She was yeah. I just watched. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Um, so at that time I was working as a server and coaching like 10 clients. And then I moved to Portland, Maine, which is the biggest city in Maine, um, where kind of the chance for me, me either. <laughs> for me to, I, I mean, um, we might have to map questions yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah. At least 30 hours away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like the biggest city. So that was where I kind of felt, oh, I can grow more here. Because yeah. where I lived in college, it was like, I don't know, like a 8,000 person town. Oh, wow. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. What? That's why. So I had no, like, so I only who, had social media. Who were your so. first, like, set of clients? Were they all local? They were, most of them were from Maine. Um, yeah. And then Ohio. I don't, yeah. I don't know how oh, that wow. happened. Yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with you and Twitter. I had no idea. Um, but, like, Alexa uh, was one of my first bikini girls. Yeah. Alex Williams. I had um, Melanie Raymond, who's actually with, I think, uh, Megan Ashley now. She oh, no that. shit. That's yeah, super yeah, cool. That's yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So she was my very first one. Very first client ever was wow. Melanie Raymond. Um, and I had a bunch who were all local. And then for whatever reason, Ohio, I had yeah. a bunch from Ohio. That's so funny. And then, <laughs> then from there, it was like New York and Massachusetts. And we kind of, I kind of flowed through New England. And by the time I was living in Portland, I was coaching probably 25 clients yeah. and I worked part-time at an animal shelter, which mm -hmm. I didn't need to do, but I was yeah. like nervous that I would, for whatever reason, all my clients would cancel and I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. She had serious <laughs> imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. So Very I was serious. working at the yeah. animal shelter to make sure my rent got paid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, after that, the next step after that was when you hired me, um, yeah. Probably that was probably three years into coaching for me by yeah. the time that I started working for you. So that happened super fast. It was December 2018. Yeah. And then I moved like four months later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moved down here four months later. That like, was it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you came on board. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But, you know, you came on board and it's like, oh, shit blew up. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. shit really blew up. Yeah. And like hit the fan. Like it was really cool to see. But I want to talk about something. I think so many people skip this step. So, you know, you were coaching people nearly for free. Mm -hmm. And I started off coaching people for free. Mm -hmm. Like first training people in person for free. And then second, actually coaching people for free. Yep. Because like you alluded to, we, we talked about this on the podcast that dropped yesterday. Yep. Your value is based off of how replaceable you are. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have, when you have no results mm -hmm. to show in your repertoire, you should not be charging people for coaching. No. I'm very no. adamant on this. I yeah. feel very, very, very firm on this. You've never helped anyone do anything and people should pay you $200 for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the, there was a team that just had a couple fucking coaches leave recently and they hired someone on who had never, ever, ever, ever trained a single person and called her a prep coach day one. Wow. And I'm like, oh my, yeah, like never Whoa. trained anyone. And it's like, hang on a, a, a a prep coach, a prep <laughs> coach. Like this is such a drastic. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow myself to prep anybody until I prepped myself. Absolutely. So all my first clients were mostly free, and they're all lifestyle. Yeah, I had done three competition preps myself, and then I finally got hit up by uh, one of my sister's friends. Like wanted to compete, and I was like, dude, I really can't lie. I have no clue if I'm like going to be good at this or like yeah. what I'm doing. Her name is Candace Taryani and um, we called her super mom and she ended up competing. She competed for two years, like had, you know, good success and stuff. Um, but I was like, I have no fucking idea if I can like actually help you. But like, if you want to fucking take a shot on me, like that'd be really <laughs> dope. Yeah. 
And then I helped her and like along the way of like posting her ridiculous progress, like shit just started like tumbling in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of how that's the natural trajectory that I think trainers should take yeah, is you have to be able to number one, exercise your thoughts mm-hmm. and your opinions and get real life feedback mm-hmm. because how do you know what the fuck you're saying is true? If you've never seen it work anywhere yeah, by yourself, exactly. you, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. The only way to learn is to train other people. That is true. That's factual. You read all the physiology books. You, you can read whatever the hell you want. You have no idea how to train someone, how to assess biofeedback. And so you're in the trenches with them, actually taking them through protocols and programs. So you start off coaching people basically for free or yeah. maybe for yeah, true I, Yeah, free. I did for true free for yeah. my friends for sure. Yeah. And then my first couple. Yeah. And it's like, I like, dude, I still remember the feeling of the first like few people that, you know, I I took on for free as I know you do as well. Like, Oh, Oh wait, what I'm telling them to do is working. Yeah. yeah. This is actually helping the results. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is fucking amazing. And it's like, you get bit by this bug that it's like, I cannot stop fucking learning and getting results in people. And like, it just becomes so fucking, it's like my drug. Mm -hmm. Like that's like our drug. Our drug Mm -hmm. of choice is like fucking results. Yeah. 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 It's it's so much fun. But now, you know, you're into a different extreme Mm -hmm. and you know, your, your extreme is you do coach a lot of competitors as well mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about how's the communication vary uh you know just through your eyes or through kind of what you um experience anecdotally how do you communicate much differently between your competition prep clients and your general health clients or would you say it's pretty standard across the board i'd say well i did a igtv about this the other day i feel yeah. like i coach everybody very differently like yeah. i have my male competitors who get like the very kind of I don't want to say blunt, but like yeah. more intense kind Very, of yeah. to the point, Hannah. Yeah. And then my female competitors get that, but with like a, Hey girl. At the yeah. Beginning. Yeah. 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 Um, like with some niceness. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then my lifestyle clients probably get a very similar approach, but maybe a little bit more like you're doing a good Catered job. To them, yeah. Like you're, yeah. you know, if you're worried about the skill, don't like the reassurance. Yeah. I think that yeah. they need more. My competitors usually don't need any reassurance much at all or until they get to the end and they're like, Absolutely. Oh my God, I'm four weeks out. I don't know if I'm going to be ready. Am I going to be ready? Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Like that's when, it, that's when it starts yeah. to become and more it's fun a, with everyone. It hits around the same time, like that two to four week out mark. They hit you up. Yeah. You just get a text one day. Yeah. I, I got one from, you know, Grace competes uh, Saturday this week and dude, she made it a really long time. She was like nine days out and she messaged me on WhatsApp and she's like, I'm getting a little nervous. So I'm not going to look good up there. Oh. And I was like, like dude, for your first prep at 19 years old and at nine days out, that's when you finally yeah, had that first a, thought. Like, damn, you did well. I'm like eight years back. out and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be ready. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm real nervous about what's coming in 2025. I think I'm a little behind. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to kind of be able to help people through that. Uh, but that's also why, you know, you're someone who, you walk the walk as well. You know, you've placed top three in pro qualifying shows and, you know, you've won multiple classes and it's like, you know, when, when someone who has a resume, a real resume to be able to put in front of you and show you it, like, they're telling you like, Hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think there's a ton of validation reassurance that comes from that, that, it's just really difficult to get otherwise when you're like living the life, when you're in the trenches, when you're actually making shit happen along with your clients. Yeah. I think that, you know, that makes all of the team Haley coaches unique Yeah, for sure. um, because you, know, you, you look around, and you know, like, so a big thing with me, like my staff looks different. Mm-hmm. Like you put all, you know, all the big staff side by side and ours looks vastly different from yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. And like, I take great pride in that. Yeah. Like that, that we operate everything much differently in terms of our client communications, relations, everything. But I think that's a huge component is like, no, you have someone who's literally placed top three on a pro qualifying stage, nearly turning, earning her pro card at her first professional qualifying event. Tell you, no, like you're okay. I promise. It's like, uh, all right, that's all I needed. Like you <laughs> get back to the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, you've also had so much success with your clients. You've had multiple clients win. You've had multiple. Cl- I mean, every fucking client you've put out gets top five. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. You've put clients on a national stage. Like, what do you think? What, what is your favorite part of contest prep coaching? What do you think? Like probably your biggest strength is there? I think my f- just as the same thing or two different things. Uh, 
man, that, that's actually that's a funny bounce back question because like, mine's probably the same thing. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, so what, what's your greatest strength and what's your favorite part of it? We'll I, make it two separate. I think my biggest strength when it comes to prep coaching is being able to gauge how much this is kind of factual how yeah. much more more fat they have to lose yeah and i think that's super helpful because like people a lot of my girls are like i need to lose 20 more pounds and i'm like no you probably no. like maybe eight yeah yeah and they're like oh really people <laughs> undervalue that and then right. and then being able to adjust food accordingly like i don't yeah. think i've ever at least in the past year year and a half yeah. um adjusted somebody's macros too aggressively or not yep. aggressively enough just yep. based on the fact that everybody's done so well in their shows. Yeah. Um, so I think my understanding of their bodies and yep. how to manipulate their protocol to get them where they need to be is probably my most of your strength. clients are long-term as well. Yeah. And yeah. having that long-term relationship and component, like, man, when you're with someone for a long time, mm-hmm. like, fuck dude, you enter into a contest breath phase. There's no, it's just, it's just simple following the plan. There's no pivot. There's no change of direction. There's no anything. We're just continuing with protocols yeah. and we're just going to assess and adjust as we have been doing for the last fucking year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it is so seamless. And so yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. You just had your girl, compete mm-hmm. um what two weeks ago but you know she hired you what 10 weeks out eight weeks eight out weeks something out. like that like that's eight tough yeah that was that was As a coach, i didn't have the time to learn quote unquote, no. learn her body so it was kind of a not a guessing game but like okay here we go and if this goes yeah. wrong like we can't do anything yeah. about you it had to take a guess and just learn on the fly yeah. yeah um and you know that man as a coach that is the hardest part to do yeah. but she did fucking fantastic she, she finished third job. place yeah. and she like like she 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 was dialed the fuck in mm-hmm. like she did a great job mm-hmm. so that's awesome so we talked about uh we we talked about twitter a little bit here and you know everyone in the pod knows how I feel about Twitter. I deleted my fucking account, like greatest fucking thing ever. Um, but you and I actually met on Twitter um, through Nika. Yes. Right. Exactly. Wasn't it through I Nika? I think, yeah, Nika, Aubrey, Esme. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Nika, and, Nika and Aubrey Esme hated me at first. Did she really? Yeah. And then we came around to being really good friends. Oh yeah, God, yeah. She really hated me a lot. Um, but, it, you know, like most of you, I think she, she just had a false reading of me. So we met on Twitter. We became friends on Twitter. And Hannah Loki was like one of my first fans. Yeah. <laughs> Not Loki. It wasn't yeah. Loki at all. She was very much so one of my first fans. But, I remember you used to put out information on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I would put out information on mm-hmm. Twitter. And I mean, I would say that a lot of your brand building came, you know, from that platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, sure. you know, you still use Twitter. It's kind of hard to just like put out information on there anymore. Yeah, There's no, too many twiggets. Almost nobody does it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like no nobody. one really fucking yeah. does it anymore. Um, but Twitter's really like where you built your brand. And now we've just kind of sifted that over to Instagram of putting out the value, mm-hmm. putting out information that people are able to grasp something mm-hmm. on and learn something some. And, you know, we, again, this is something we talk about very often, the Grow or Die podcast, but like Hannah, whenever you put out value, whenever you put out information like it's not going to turn over right away yeah. like applications come down the road or messages come down the road about this one post that you made but if you weren't constantly sharing information i mean your roster wouldn't look like what it does no yeah. people wouldn't trust you the way that it does and i think yeah. there's a huge component there um that you, you know again we talked about this in yesterday's episode you have to be always constantly providing value, but also something really cool is what if Hannah gets off this podcast, goes read something, learn something else. She wants to share it with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now she just taught herself. She just taught all of you guys. She taught her clients all this item that she just kind of read on the fly and then utilized her platform to be able to teach. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And one item is super unique about Hannah for those of you who don't know. So Hannah's actually vegan mm-hmm. and she is a vegan bodybuilder, a vegan competitor, um, which is really fun. Cool. I remember when I was prepping Hannah last year, I was getting all these messages about how, how is she, how is she vegan? And she looks like that. What's the law of thermodynamics? What the fuck you mean? Like it's literally just a law of thermodynamics and understanding nutrition. Like I'm not sure what that means. Just because you don't get your protein from chicken doesn't mean you you can't get it. Yeah, dude. I thought that was so fucking funny, but there's not many, you know, elite level uh, bodybuilders who, you know, follow a no meat diet. Like that's really tough. So 
I have to ask you the question. Well, I know the answer to this question, but now people are like, oh, they're like, what? How, how do you get your protein what? in? What protein sources do you utilize? So Hannah, let's go ahead and get the question out of the way for our followers right. who, who are listeners who don't necessarily understand it. How do you hit your protein uh, goals daily? <laughs> goals. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we don't what cover are, it now, what are like, somebody's how do you, yeah, If we don't cover it now, I'm going to get DMs on it. And yeah. Hannah's going to get DMs on it. So we're going to fucking nip this and in the butt. Yeah. yeah, here's my ebook. She has a great ebook on it on The grocery list for days. But, um, personally, protein for me. So it's definitely gotten easier since not only being vegan for a few years. Um, so the, the like the economic options in the grocery store have expanded yeah. Yeah. dramatically. Um, but moving to Austin, there's a lot more vegan places and vegan groceries. Like when I lived in Maine, it was I had to go to Whole Foods and buy the expensive stuff or I was getting the like cheap shitty stuff from the little grocery store <laughs> yeah. trying to order food off Amazon. And that was stressful. But right now it's usually like tofu is a great one. And people are going to be like, Oh my God, soy. And you're going to get boobs. Like if I, <laughs> I would not, I would have bought them. If was, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't you know how much you. soy you have to yeah. eat for there to be like, any sort of estrogenic so effect. Like, so like you need to go to the fucking soy field and you need to start eating just it all. Plant yourself. Like, don't, <laughs> just plant yourself <laughs> in the fucking it, soy just, field. Just inject yourself with soy. Yeah. Like that's, that's what you would need to do. So tofu, um, protein powders. So a lot of vegan protein powders now, um, both raw and ghost are my top two favorites because nice. not only do they taste good and they have good texture, um, they have a full amino profile. Yeah. And that's usually everybody's concern is, oh, are you eating a whole protein or are you just yeah. eating like a protein with that's not, you know, a whole source of amino acids. Yeah. So it's always good to have a protein powder that has a full amino profile. And then usually the tofu that you can buy nowadays is fortified with vitamins and um, the aminos as well. Not mm -hmm. always, but sometimes. Yeah. And then there's trillions of uh, fake ham, fake turkey, fake sausage, fake yep. chicken, steak, ground beef, uh, pizza, pizza rolls, uh, chicken nuggets, everything, everything yeah. you can everything. imagine. Everything. Yeah. So and, and a lot of these products, because of the protein stigma, have extra protein in them. Absolutely. Because they're like, well, nice. we don't want to, you know, look like a piece of shit company. Absolutely. Just chicken nuggets with no protein in <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> gotta so we gotta compete. That's yeah. the thing. Like if you, now that the market's growing so heavily and quickly, if you're not the best product, you're going out of business. Yeah. So a lot of the products now are healthy. Um, they're not full of... A, shit ton of chemicals a lot yeah. of them are organic. that was a big problem done. that it ran into that the industry mm -hmm. ran into about two years mm -hmm. ago was like yes this is cool but there's 60 fucking ingredients yeah. in this fucking tofurkey yeah like what the, the and that's, that's still not, out there it's still there but they're yeah. not nearly as popular as yeah. they used to be yeah. so companies like sweet earth uh gardein morningstar all fantastic companies that yeah. have super high protein products seitan is a fantastic one that's wheat meat mm -hmm. um which is almost only protein i mean I mean, I can go on forever. So one big item that you discussed uh, that, that will be another question people ask. Um, when you are assessing uh, vegan or vegetarian or dairy free, uh, mm -hmm. dairy or meat free options mm -hmm. for protein, oftentimes or it used to be oftentimes um, it did not have an entire amino acid profile. Yes. This is detrimental because the only way for you to have a nitrogen response in your body for your body to be able to break down synthesize this protein into usable amino acids is if there's complete amino acid profiles in the protein you're ingesting okay so this is a huge item that we ran into we uh, I, <laughs> sure whatever yes, um like correct. that the industry went ran into was it was very difficult for whatever reason i'm not sure what the reason was mm -hmm. it's very difficult to create powders that were full amino acid blends mm -hmm. um it's very difficult to create uh protein options that are vegan or vegetarian that are full protein options and now that's kind of all been uh i mean alleviated like raw's yeah. uh, vegan protein powder is number one it's actually delicious yeah um i've utilized the protein or the peanut butter one quite a few times actually because i love the peanut butter flavor mm -hmm. so much yeah. but it's it's completely vegan and full amino acid like that is absolutely fantastic yeah. and like this is something that's very new and very huge of them to do um just because there's still like there's still still a scarcity and options mm -hmm. yeah you know, and it's there. one of those things where now, because veganism and vegetarianism is so, so popular, yeah. if a company doesn't have a good, wholesome 
protein that's vegan with the full profile, they're losing money. They're losing a lot of money. So it's yeah. Well, and also there's a lot of my clients who, you know, eat meat or dairy and all that stuff. But for whatever reason, the way protein, the way isolate, the hydrolyze, Mm -hmm. it just does not work out. Yeah, it doesn't work in their gut. Mm -hmm. And so we have to switch over to a vegan or vegetarian option. And it always works much, much, much better. Um, So, yeah, it's it's been cool, I guess, to watch. I, you know, I never really knew much about or cared much about it until obviously I was around you. And like Mm -hmm. in the time I've known you, it's like, oh, my God, it's on a complete 180. Like it kind of used to be something a lot of people made fun of because of how some like people on Twitter or Instagram portray themselves like the keto and the vegan community. And, you know, like, obviously you're so far from that, but like now it's like, like this is a legitimate, like this is a very legitimate like movement. It's a very legitimate way of life um, that, you know, a lot of people, you know, are able to live. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been really cool for that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about uh, when you came around to uh, um, hiring me, because I remember getting the email from you. I remember exactly where I was. I was at Seaholm. Did you know her before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have been friends for a while. And I had told people around me many times, like, she's going to hire me one day. It's like, I just wonder when. Mm. Um, but I was right outside Home. I was walking, or I was like right by True Food Kitchen. And I remember seeing the email pop up. I was like, LOL, like, <laughs> here it is. To so the person I was with, I was yeah. like, look at this. And it was like, oh, shit, that's so funny. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about how that came to fruition, like what attracts you to Team Haley. And um, what about my crazy ass made you actually want to hire me? <laughs> so, so being in Maine, the coaches, like the local coaches are, they just weren't, what I wanted yeah. uh, because I was on Twitter and a lot of other people weren't. So I was seeing people like you yeah. and other people in the industry who were making threads and content of factual information and producing results based on healthy tactics and, yeah. you know, no keto bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like these weird trends. Whereas a lot of the local coaches, it was like, you're kind of just taking a risk because you don't really know what you're getting. They're giving you meal plans. So I was kind of comparing what everyone around me was using as a coach versus what I was seeing online. And I was like, why would I like, it's obvious that I should go with somebody who knows what they're doing. So (laughs) by the time that I like, (laughs) (laughs) by the time that I like had enough money to hire, um, a coach that wasn't like a cheap local coach, I was like, okay, I have this option, this option, this option, but like, who do I trust the most? Who do I know the most? And I had always just interacted with you the most. Um, and there was another coach at the time that I inquired with, um, other than Justin. So I only set out two inquiries. Mm. Um, and I was just very nervous because I didn't know how much it was going to cost. And I am like terrified for, I have this very irrational fear that like, I'm going to have to spend all my money like, at the hospital when I break my leg. So I, was, like, oh my I hoarded all my money and I was like, wow. Oh my God, I don't know what, I just, I can't spend that it. Is so I was so just super funny, nervous. Dude. Yeah. Um, but you were actually the more expensive option, but I just connected with you so much yeah. more that it was like, I mean, why am this I going to sounds like what we talked about yesterday? Yeah. Free, does, free huh? information. Yeah. yeah. Leads yeah. to the free information for sure. And just yeah. yep. the results as well. It was like, yep. I can't, yep. you know, I can see people get semi okay results or like yep. top 10 results. Like why wouldn't I choose the person who's $50 more yep. clearly knows what they're doing and gives you top three results. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's a big difference it's just between a smarter those. Choice for sure. And, and we talk about this so often because, you know, Hannah went into looking for her coach to kind of take her to the next level with a very educated approach. She followed people. She deciphered between people and she can figure which option was going to be best for her. And I feel like a lot of people really jump the gun on choosing a coach. Mm-hmm days um and and you know that happens to us and against us like mm-hmm. it's in our favor and you know to our detriment the issue is when you don't really 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 understand what you're getting into yeah. like especially a culture like team haley yeah and especially culturally like what you have within the culture of team haley because uh, i feel like every coach has a really good culture within their own personal rosters here sure. as well this all under the blanket of what yeah. we have here um if you don't really understand like yeah, I can point to the team and say, yeah, this is bigger than you, mm-hmm. like the individual client. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than us, the individual coaches. Yeah. Like this is something causing impact around the world. There is a responsibility that clients who come on this team sign up for. You have to live up to 
yeah th- there's expectations, expectations. <laughs> oh, yeah. and like these yeah. expectations are huge yeah. like you're missing protocols that's not living up to expectations yeah. you're not putting it on the line every single training session that's not how team Haley trains mm-hmm. you're not getting better every single check-in you send i i've never t- taken progress pictures seven days apart that look the same as the previous yeah. ones and it's like oh, you know there are people who come on you know rarely but it does happen who just don't understand that and so doing a deep dive into the coach that you're choosing is so fucking important here i really really believe that but now the cooler part is take us through the story of when you got the team mahaley coaching offer Oh, (laughs) so at the time that was when i was in portland and i was working part-time at the animal shelter and then um part-time as a coach and so at the time i was at books a million which i don't it's a bookstore yeah <laughs> that has a little coffee shop in it so i was just drinking my coffee i was literally doing client check-ins and i had hired him as a coach already so i was i'd probably been with you like two three months no we've been together four and a half months at that point wow, yeah it was four and a half yeah 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 <laughs> well i had like a period confirmed. i just peered in my head that like after after you hired me i was like oh shit like she's someone who could be an assistant coach one day but i need her to really prove herself over the next like three four months yeah, and yeah it was yeah. four and a half months we go ahead so we had <laughs> communicated over whatsapp because we were a client coach so everything we had done completely over whatsapp but then he texted me like act like i message texted me and i was like oh oh god and he said can i call you for a second and i was terrified i was wow. like oh my god what did i do uh, <laughs> so, i'm in trouble <laughs> i said yeah sure like anytime so he gives me a call and i stand up and like go to the window because i didn't i didn't have service so i'm like standing there very nervous staring out the window books a million and he goes oh god i don't remember how you started it you were just like so i think you were kind of nervous i was definitely <laughs> nervous because i was like huh i wonder so, how i like, go about this i don't know if you're like interested or like if this is something you are, would care to do or like if you're down yeah i beat her on the bush yeah it's not a justin i know yeah and i was and then he was like i don't know if maybe you'd want to come on as an assistant coach or coach for my team and i was like yes absolutely i would love to do that absolutely. like one thousand percent i'm like yeah. yelling nice. in the phone at books a million and people are like this girl's losing oh, her mind and so i'm yeah. super excited it was it was a super long conversation but you were just like dope hell yeah like i'll email you some information we'll yeah. like get on another call here soon like thank that you that was thank right you. after i hired steven oh yeah it was yeah it was yeah, yeah after that yeah so i hung up the phone and i was like oh my god this is real and i texted who did i text i texted my roommate chase first yeah. and i was like oh you know normal thursday afternoon just got hired as a team of Haley coach by justin <laughs> Haley. <laughs> he was like wait nice. what yeah <laughs> say that again so Fuck, i just like yeah. told everybody i knew super fast because i was so excited yeah i just it just didn't feel real i was hyped yeah was so hyped. it's 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 funny because like scott said well that's not the justin i know yeah, yeah. you know team Haley was way different back at that time yeah. oh yeah. yeah um like it was me and uh, my ex-girlfriend was the other assistant coach. There was only two. And a few months prior to that, I had fired the other assistant coach that was with us. Uh, Cause like there were a lot of inquiries coming in and like, I would send them through and like, you know, his job just wasn't being done. And so I was like, all right, I've had three trainers or coaches that I've hired under me and they all failed. So like, fuck this, like this is fucking whack. But at the same token, I also knew that this is a growth that needs to happen because like things were picking up and you know, at the time I only had like 65 clients mm-hmm. and I think she had like around 50 or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like being pretty overwhelmed, which is like kind of hilarious yeah, now, nice. like given the workload. <laughs> um, and, and you know, the increase were definitely coming in. Like I, we'd probably get like five week and every time we get one, I'd be like, fuck, like, what do I do? Yeah. Wow. How the things have changed. Uh, my how things have changed Um, and so yeah like it seemed like a supernatural fix hannah's been there you know she was there for so long Mm -hmm. and like she had seen team Haley turn into like no one even knows who the fuck this guy is so like oh wow that is someone who's becoming sought after as you know as a coach um obviously a very unique perspective for her and she kind of understood the culture already so hannah comes on so i call steven and he's like dude like this is awesome you know so we get Hannah set up, you know, X, Y, Z, everything across the board. And she comes on and like, we announce it and people lost their absolute mm-hmm. fucking shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're doing announce it first. Yeah. Twitter? Instagram. No, Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. It was we made a graphic. Instagram. I remember. Yeah. 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 We made a graphic. Okay. And dude, people lost their minds. Yeah. They were fired <laughs> up, dude. Like they were really excited. And she just started getting fucking signups and signups and signups and yeah. signups. And I was like, 
oh fuck like wait this whole like team Haley system coach thing like no this is like legit you just needed the right person to fucking yeah, be yeah. there with it mm-hmm. um and so that was really fucking cool and became very eye-opening but the cooler part for me was like i got to watch a friend's life change like oh, in yeah. real time it's like it's, i mean we were charging like way more than what you were charging like, way more yeah i started at 150 and, yeah yeah you yeah. started and that's yeah. so funny because now our coaches start way way higher yeah than that. Yes, wow. um yeah. so we started at 150 like quickly bumped it up you know 200 225 like whatever and we just kept going from there um and so you know it, it was really cool because her entire life is changing like now all of a sudden she's talking about you know buying plane tickets to come hang out in austin and all this shit mm-hmm. and it's like you know a few months back financially that wasn't plausible yeah, yeah you know um so that was really really cool to see come about so then you came down visited and you were like i gotta live here <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure so so you just basically um like again like we talk about this on the podcast all the time yeah you were just like I gotta go. Fuck like, it. Fuck yeah. me. Like I gotta go to Austin, to, to Austin, and like a month and a half later, you just bounced yeah, on down. Yeah. Like you came down. I remember yeah. when she moved in because yep. I was I had just started working with you on those little whiteboard. You videos. had just started just, working. Yeah. Just yeah. happened. Yep. Wow, that's so funny. Look back yep. upon to see where things are now, yeah. dude. That was only a year ago. I know. Yeah. That was, that was exactly. uh, a year in like two or three months. Yeah. 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 Like thirteen to fourteen months yeah. ago. Yeah. And that fucking wild. Yeah. So like Hannah got down here. Scott was like brand fucking new to the scene, and like no one really fucking knew anyone yet. Yeah. I mean, me and Hannah knew each other, but like, like Scott and I weren't really tight. Scott and Hannah definitely didn't know each other. Scott and my ex definitely didn't know each other. My ex and Hannah didn't really know each uh, other. Like, we were all just like trying to yeah. fucking, like, it's just gonna work. Like, look at us now. Like, goddamn it, it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you moved down to ATX, and like, what about this city? Like, since you've moved down here, you've just taken off. Like, the impact, uh, you know, that you've built, obviously, the, you know, the, the monetary side of coaching, the value that you give to your clients has really taken off. What about it? Getting uncomfortable being ATX. What kind of made you find your thrive down here? You think? I think a big part of it was in Maine, uh, me and my like vibe, I guess you could say, with the veganism tattoos competing, kind of just having the not give a fuck absolutely attitude um is much more Austin than it is much Maine. So coming down here was like, oh I like even if I'm like very different from everyone still, I fit in way better. Mm-hmm. So I was a lot more comfortable, like even just going to the grocery store. Like Absolutely. it was just like, things were just so much more conducive. The environment was a lot more conducive to m- my emotional and business and personal growth. Absolutely. Um, and the people as well, because up in Maine, like I had friends, but most of my friends just wanted to like it, whether they were in prep or not, they just kind of wanted to binge drink all the time, yep. every day. Or they just wanted to go to the beach or it it was just like I wasn't around people who had the same kind of mindset. So coming down here, it was like I have no choice but to be better because everyone around me wants to be better. Absolutely. Um, I agree with that so much. Like when I moved to. You just threw everything out the window. I did. I packed two suitcases and hopped on a plane. Wow. Yeah, she literally hopped on a plane and came down. That's wild. I mailed my lizards. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You did. I remember that. You were there when they got delivered. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Scott and I were playing with the lizards when they got delivered. Yep. And I was like, They're this great. is kind of cool. I think this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they were so. kind of, they, 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 they were pretty fucking dope. I gotta <laughs> say. Dope. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really fucking cool. So being around, putting yourself in the environment of like, oh shit, all these people are like better than me right now. Mm-hmm. And like all these people are moving at this pace. Mm-hmm. Like I have to pick it up. Yeah, and I'm ultra yep. competitive too. Absolutely. So like, and I, when I, it's like almost bad. Like I will be in the grocery store and like this is this is really bad and like people girls will just be like walking down the aisles or like anybody and like i have to walk down the aisle better you absolutely it's just like these weird (laughs) mental like oh like i just i i have to put on like my bad bitch face like absolutely i'm the best i am great for no reason yeah no reason at all and i will never talk or see this person or make eye contact eye contact with them but i I have to be better i get that (laughs) i i i don't know i do that shit too if i'm like in the grocery store and i feel like someone's walking way too close to me i don't fucking move like i'm I'm gonna stay right here you gotta move around me (laughs) for me it's like i make sure i walk so fast and so like stern yeah i'm just like get out of my way yeah absolutely like Like, i get out of my way she gets stressed out because i'm like stressed because i'm like this 
grandma's walking yeah, two seconds yeah. a minute. Dude, dude. Yeah. No, it's it's very, it's very fucking. Yeah. Like I always have to carry just, myself with this like competitive, yeah. like these people need to know that I mean business. Yes. Like, yeah. For no yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 These people though. need to know that I'm here playing zero yeah. games right now. I walk into the club, I am the yeah. best. For, dude, uh, like, whatever you want to think I do that shit when I'm driving too. Like if I'm just like driving and I like see someone like inching up on me on the side, like no, I'm speeding up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I ain't gonna let you pass me. <laughs> you ain't gonna pass me. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, yeah. So Hannah and I always vibe on the ultra competitiveness. And this is something that, you know, I discuss with my clients about um, is if you come on board my roster, you come on board Hannah's roster, like, dude, you better share that same emotion. You winning should be an absolute necessity, not just something that you want. Mm -hmm. Like first place needs to be something that you care so much and so deeply about that. You can't stop obsessing Mm -hmm. over it. Like there needs to be a point in your competition prep experience or if you're a lifestyle client and your experience here with us and improving your physique, improving your, your mentality and improving your spirituality, there needs to be a time with us that the only fucking thing that matters is winning and then winning again and winning again and constantly winning and compiling the little wins along the way, the PRs in the gym, nailing your food perfectly, hitting your fucking steps with perfect intent, doing all the things you need to do because I mean, yeah, Hannah and I are very fucking competitive people. Like, like we we went on a, a trip to El Paso with yeah. my boyfriend Jason, and yeah. I was putting on self tanner the day before we get in the car and drive down. He's like, "Why are you doing that?" I was like, "I have to be the hottest girl. I have to be the hottest the girl there in El Paso. Yeah. In El Paso, why are you curling your hair to drive nine hours in a car? I, was like, I have to look so. You don't cool. understand. <laughs> this is bigger than prom. <laughs> what if someone pulls up next to us? I mean, I got. Have you to gotta look perfect. I we gotta need look break like, they're probably not even there. looking at me, but like, uh, I did I, a great I, job. I gotta be so hot, dude. That's fucking hilarious. I what, love that. Did, did you always have this mentality? Like, oh, yeah. you, all, I, you always had I grew it, or did you grow into in it? Theater and dance and pageants. And okay. so, in theater, I, w- I had to be the lead. If I yep. wasn't the lead, I wasn't happy. And in dance, yep. I had to be the lead or in the front line. If yep. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And in pageants, I had to win or I wasn't happy. So, from age eight, to 18 I was competing in something always I had yeah. to be on student council and I had to win I had to be on the National Honor Society and I had to be the one on stage telling everybody what's happening like, I was always like the at the top of the line I didn't yeah. need to be class president but like I needed to be like a role I always you didn't know, need to be a, a basketball or... star yeah because yeah. Lord knows if you've ever <laughs> seen Hannah attempt a sport like, it is golf, miserable yeah apparently she crushes it at top golf apparently she, she, she kicks Jason's ass yeah I mean, that's pretty fucking good that's pretty fucking good <laughs> but man I, I remember the first time I saw Hannah throw a ball and I literally <laughs> oh, looked shit. at her dude I literally gave her the most dumbfounded look I was like this is someone who like <laughs> consistently wins bikini competitions and like appears to be so athletic on the outside and has this badass physique and mentality. And you just did that motion and you called that a throw. Like, you just, so dude, it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. That's amazing. And, you know, so I'll never forget that. So, you know, with Hannah, you know, she, she's like the first pick on the board in most competitive events. But if, if it comes to sports, then she <laughs> might be the last person I'll left over. Right? Yeah. I'll yeah. Hannah's going to be the scorekeeper. I'll clean up the table. Clean up the table. Yeah. She shoots on nine. Yeah. I got to give her nine, nine holes. We're going to give her nine holes. We're going to see what she gets. Yeah. She'd probably beat me. I I wouldn't be surprised at that one. If if, if she beat me, but dude, it's hilarious because Hannah's so ultra competitive, but like, it's never really in sports, which is in a different realm. realm, I accepted way like years and years ago that I was not good at sports. Yeah. It's like now I'm like, I'm not going to try. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, like why put energy? I know what I'm the best at. Called. It's not this. Yeah, so, I'm 24. I don't need to be the best. <laughs> that's so funny. No, that's amazing. Um, and and speaking of Hannah's boyfriend Jason, he owns a really cool uh, clothing company, Uphill Battle. Uh, looked him up on Instagram. I tagged him in my story the other night, and you guys gave him like 450 taps because it's the the shirts that are dropping on Thursday here today. After you guys hear this, I believe 7 p.m. Central Time mm-hmm. is when the drop is. Dude, they're dope as fuck. He got these like tie dye shirts that are mm. super super. Super fucking cozy. Yeah. Uh, there's like black and then like rainbow, I guess, would be like the other color. Yeah, yeah he Hannah's just, wearing it. Right he would yeah, Hannah's wearing it. He just posted a photo about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 dude. They're they're super fucking cool. But so tonight, after you guys hear this at 7 p.m., um, go to at uphillbattle.co on Instagram and the drop's gonna be really fucking cool. It's it's some really good stuff. Yeah. So let's let's make sure that he sells out of this mm-hmm. so we have to get more stuff ASAP. There you go. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Um so 
Hannah, the premise of this conversation is you came from nothing to build yourself into something. You came from like you knew that you were an outlier in your town. You knew you had to break away. Mm-hmm. You knew you had to just get out there and, and, and explore and just kind of see what else life has for you. Um, and in the process of doing that, you've turned yourself into a name that's known, you know, not not even just uh, countrywide, but worldwide from coaching to competing to someone who's impactful to someone who always provides value, someone who's reliable. So the premise of the Grow or Die podcast is the exact life that you're living now. Mm-hmm. Get uncomfortable, put yourself out there, mm-hmm. grow, get better, improve, improve at all fucking costs. What the fuck can I do today that makes tomorrow better? And what can I do tomorrow that's going to make my future better? Mm-hmm. You continue like chasing that metaphorical rabbit. I've been using that rabbit a lot. You have. I? Yeah. But you keep chasing that metaphorical rabbit every single day and just continue improving and getting better. What is something that the listeners need to know that you can leave the listeners with of this is how you got to this point. This is how your mentality came around. What makes you unique and what makes you, you, that other people you think can utilize to turn their nothing into their something. Yeah. I think my biggest tip to accomplish something like this or stream of tips here is one I don't care what your parents say or what your teachers say or what your friends say. You need to leave your hometown. Yeah, you do. Um, I agree and I don't that. care if that's even nice. just four hours away. I agree with that. Uh, get away from your hometown. Agreed. Uh, as soon as you get out of your hometown, if you find immaculate success there, crush it. Do yeah. your best. But if you get there and you still feel like you're stagnant, leave your home state. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. those are my two biggest things is I don't care. Like you're if you're over 18, I know like I know what it's like to have people who want to control you and tell you what to do and who you should be in a small town mm-hmm. environment. What's the worst that can happen if you don't do what they say? Exactly. They can't mm-hmm. handcuff you to your bedroom because you don't yeah. live with your parents anymore. And what and, and and what do you do if we have these what ifs? We we always say we talk about this in yesterday's yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. What do we do if there's all these what ifs? What if you still stayed in your hometown? Yeah. What if you never hired me? Yeah. What if you never started posting on Twitter? What if you never just got uncomfortable? Yeah. And something that Hannah has always been so impressive with and so good at is just throw me in any fucking situation. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that because like Hannah's, you know, Hannah has a lesson ideal and a lesson seller, uh, you know, childhood upbringing, if you will. And, you know, she doesn't let that define her. She doesn't allow that to hold her back or or put constraints on her. She defeats it every single day and every single day she gets better because she just wants to completely bury folks who tried Mm -hmm. holding her back. And that's something a lot of people, a lot of you guys listen to this, you guys can relate to Mm -hmm. like, Fuck what your parents say. Yeah. Fuck what your small minded friends say. Fuck whatever you're supposed to do. What do you feel? There's something inside that you feel and you're either not allowing yourself to feel it or you're just com- continuing to ignoring to feel it. There's something inside. Fucking let it come out. Fucking let it be something because you just want to be a fucking person allowing the days to go by without any fucking impact and without living any sort of tangible life whatsoever. Or do you want to be the person like leading the fucking pack? Do you want to be the one who's in the fucking life? light you would be the person who has folks who are rooting for them and believing in them and supporting them like what do you want to be history writes itself every single day and your history is being written every single day you can either be a leader you can be a fucking follower and i can promise you life is a hell of a lot more fun being a leader so hannah i thought this was awesome this is really going to help some people out a ton here this was fantastic thank you for coming on the grow or die podcast we're gonna have you on way fucking more obviously you know (laughs) the plan um so for you guys listening this episode 53 make sure to go check out revive supplements use code mahaley 20 i know i always forget to plug that for you guys you guys always hit me up mahaley 20 is our revive code raw is going to be dropping july 15th for you guys to get your hands on the best sports nutrition supplements available on the market the code there is the same thank you for supporting the grower die podcast thank you for allowing us to expand and thank you for tuning in to listen to one of my favorite humans join us and talk today she's going to be on way more we're going to drop way more fire in the future so i'm super excited about it hannah until next time we will see you then for episode 53 we will see you guys next time